0: I just want, I've got a real short message that I want to share with us tonight. It's it's called Delay is Not Denial. Delay is Not Denial. I feel that God wants to do some heart work tonight. And that's why my sense is the atmosphere of God is touching hearts because He's preparing hearts for some surgery tonight. And so I just want to speak into. That, because I, I want us to understand and not be ignorant of the ways of God, because if you're ignorant of the ways of God, you can have an expectation that being a Christian is going to be going from one, uh, one happy moment to the next happy moment without any problems. And if you've been around more than five minutes as for all of Jesus, you'll know that, there, that it's inevitable that there will be warfare, disappointment, discouragement, delay, setbacks. I know, not the big amen moment, but that's, that's, that's what there will be when you're a follower of Jesus. You're a, you, when you begin to follow Jesus, you begin to live for God, you step into a, a zone where incredible things happen because God's with you. But then there's the devil who hates you, wants to take you out. And so he, he will oppose all that you're wanting to see and all that God is wanting to see in your life. And so it might be a prayer that you've been praying for a month, a year, 10 years or 20 years. But it's come from a desire in your heart and you've been praying it and nothing's happened yet. I want you to know that delay is not denial. Come on. It might be that you got a prophecy at Powerhouse Conference or in your church or at some point in your life or in Connect Group or someone prophesied over you and, and you've kind of been holding on to it and waiting for that, that prophecy to come to pass. And it's discouraging because it hasn't come to pass yet. And I want you to know, delay is not denial. Someone say it with me, delay is not denial. Maybe it was a rhema word from God that you're reading your Bible and it jumped out at you and it gripped you. And every now and then I love when God speaks to me out of a word from God. It's not just an encouragement for today. It's not just something for this week. It's not just a correction, it's not conviction, but it's a word from God for, for a season, for, for for your life. And it's like, it, it just jumps up and grabs you by the throat and says, I'm for you. Every now and then you get one of those words. Yeah. And then you wonder why things got worse and it hasn't happened yet. And it's, it's kind of like when God speaks those kinds of words, he, he, he has no problem speaking in those moments. He makes it clear because He wants to get that Word into your heart. He wants, because if He can get it into your heart, not just your mind, but into your heart, it'll be out of the heart that that will build its fruit. And you're wondering why that Word that God gave you back in 1999, back in 2010, back in 2016, that rhema Word from God, you're wondering why it hasn't happened just yet. Maybe it was last year, why it hasn't happened just yet? Well, I want you to know tonight that delay is not denial. Okay, it's not denial. Maybe it was a dream. Maybe it was something that you dreamed in the night hours. Maybe it's just a dream that's been in your heart that you've wanted to do this thing that God's put inside of you. And you're wondering, why has it not happened yet? Why so long? Why hasn't it happened yet? God, you said, I I thought, I, I imagined it like this. Why hasn't it happened just yet? And I want someone here to hear this loud and clear. Delay is not denial. Say it with me right now. Delay is not denial. I want you to understand three reasons that we experience delay. Three things that will happen where you're one, it's like, in fact, often when you're following God, you, you get that word, that prophecy, that dream, you've been praying that prayer and the opposite seems to happen. Come on, who knows what I'm talking about? It's called Kingdom Reversal. And if you're not tuned to the reality of spiritual, the way God works and the way the spiritual realm works, you'll end up discouraged, disappointed and lying down. Right. Worrying and wondering why this hasn't happened. And questioning, does God even care? Why get, turning Turning off to the realm of being a, a person who believes faith in the power of the Holy Ghost first reason this happens is, is number one, it's pretty obvious, but it's the devil attacks the Word. He attacks you. He attacks the promise. Uh, Matthew, in the parable of the sower, Jesus talks about the sower who comes and sows the Word and the, the Word, uh, the seed into, into the ground and the ground represents our hearts and the seed represents the Word. And God comes and this talks about faith, about your salvation faith, but it relates to any word from God. And He comes and He puts a word into your heart, a promise of what He's going to do through a prophecy, a scripture, a message, a prayer, whatever, an answer, a dream, a vision. And, and it comes and it gets into your heart. And this is when the fun begins. Because the devil, he didn't know what God's intention was, because he's not omniscient and he's not omnipresent, he's not everywhere, and he's not all knowing, he didn't know God's plans for you until that prophecy came out. He didn't know God, he could sense there was something about you significant for the kingdom. But it wasn't until that moment that the word came out, that that word came and you wrote it in your journal and you got a bit excited, or you had that dream and you wrote it down, and you shared it with your connect group. Then he's like, oh, I thought something was gonna go on. Now He's aware of what that something is and this is what He wants to do. He wants to stop that Word getting into your heart. So He'll attack you in that season so the Word doesn't go from your mind and your spirit into your heart because it's out out of your heart flows the issues of life. It's out of your heart that that Word will come. And so Matthew chapter 13, 20 to 21, but he who received the Word on stony places, that's His heart, is he who hears the Word and immediately receives it with joy Yet he's got no root in himself that speaks about confidence and who God's called you to be and God's made you to be. But endures only for a while and tribulation or persecution arises. Why? Because of the Word, immediately he stumbles. Why did persecution arise? Because the Word came. There was a promise coming. The devil's like, can I rip that promise out of your heart so you stop believing, you give up and go back and st- go back to the spot you were in before you heard that word. That's what, and actually further back because you're even more discouraged. He says, I want to discourage you. I'm going to attack that word. God allows it because God wants, he, here's the thing. God wants that word to get into your heart and one of the greatest ways it's going to get into your heart is you've got to declare it, you've got to pray it You gotta speak it, you gotta imagine it, even when nothing outside is happening. In fact, when the opposite is happening, you've gotta declare it, see it, pray it, believe it. And that's, God uses the enemy's attack so that you're getting that word deeper into your heart. So you stand up on the inside and say, you learn how to rebuke the devil. You learn how to speak over your circumstances. And so while the devil thinks he's gonna take you down, in actual fact, what he's doing is he's strengthening your spiritual capacity. He's, God is using this to strengthen your ability to overcome. He's, he's giving you authority. You, you get authority because Jesus gave you authority, but then the next way you get authority is by what you overcame. When you can overcome something with God, that gives you authority in that area. Before then, it's just a theory. It's just an idea. But when you experience something comes against you, and then in the name of Jesus, you overcome it, now you've got authority in that area. Come on. So God's wanting to give you authority in an area. You're like, oh, I just thought it was the devil having a go at me and God's not really worrying about me. No, 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 He's, it's an opportunity to develop authority in an area, breakthrough anointing in an area by overcoming something. The devil attacks, but God's got a plan. Number two, delays not denial, the Lord tests. Okay, sometimes we think it's the devil, but God's doing some testing. When I began a a business and God spoke to me about it being profitable and and being able to fund the kingdom and doing all sorts of things, I thought, awesome. Great prophecy, great word. What a, a, how good is this gonna be, giving and spending all that money next year? It's gonna be amazing. Oh, wow, come on, God, well, kingdom reversal went the other way. I remember sitting in a connect group that my parents had in Noosa with a guest speaker. And he, he read this scripture out. I'd never heard it. Didn't have any idea what a kingdom reversal was and how God uses th- the opposite of what He's promised happening to strengthen and test us. And this is what it says about Joseph. Psalm 105, 17 to 19. He sent a man before him, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. Remember, Joseph had had a dream about um, things bowing down to him and being a ruler. They hurt His feet with fetters. He was laid in irons. We're talking about 14 years of being a slave or in prison. 14 years. Ouch. This is what it says. Get this. Until the time that His Word came to pass, the Word of the Lord tested Him. Wow. The Word of the Lord tested Him. It tested Him. It's like, okay, so this is not the devil now. The devil's attack. you can overcome the devil pretty quickly. You just hold your ground, stand, speak the word. But the testing bit, this is God going, well, what's in your heart? What's going on? What's your priorities? Where's your identity? Do you want this word to come to pass so you'll be rich and famous? Do you want this word to come to pass so that you'll look good? Do you want this Word to come to pass so that you can sit back and be comfortable for the rest of your life? He's testing you. Hezekiah. I love this too. Well, I sort of love this. 2 Chronicles 32, 30 to 31. It was Hezekiah who blocked the upper outlet of the Gihon Spring and channeled the water down the west side of the city of David. He succeeded in everything he undertook. Why? Because God was with him and blessed him. He sought God with all his heart, the Bible tells us. Hezekiah was one of the greatest kings of Israel who sought God. And he he succeeded. What's the next verse? When envoys were sent by the rulers of Babylon to ask him about the miraculous sign that had occurred in the land, God left him to test him and to know everything that was in his heart. You're like, what do you mean he left him? He was successful. He was worshiping. He was honoring. And God, just for a season, stepped back, to see what's going on in his heart. He was being tested. And delay is not denial, but while delay is going on, let me just make it really clear, God's not being tested. His ability to come through is not, it's not before the judge. His ability to deliver and fulfill His purpose, he, he, He's not on trial. Uh, his ability to heal you is, is undoubted. His ability to break through for you it's unlimited. His ability to turn your circumstances around. His ability for that wayward loved one to come back to Him. His ability to restore that family situation. His ability to break through in your life. His ability for that ministry gift He's put on your life to come to pass. It's, it's not up for grabs. Come on. He's not being tested this is where the children of Israel got it wrong I think it's Psalm 95 it says uh, while, while God uh, put them through their trial in the wilderness they tested God guys Hello. God's not on trial here you're on trial I'm on trial we're being tested uh, oh okay so if I'm being tested, what's, what's He looking for in my heart? Because in the wilderness, this is, what, this is what shut the door to their promises. They complained and were negative against God, against their leaders. And you want to tick God off the fastest? That would be one of the ways. I'm not talking about uh, expressing all your emotions to God and then becoming a worshiper like the Psalms. I'm talking about just constantly moaning, groaning, complaining, and God's like, "Ah!" Oh. so when the opposite's happening, are you a praiser? That's it. Are you a worshiper? Are you, in, are you like David, I'll be in the house of God, worshiping, honoring him, I'll make it my priority. Do we remain humble? Are we teachable? Are we diligent? Do we know what it is to persevere and to get knocked down seven times and to get up again and to believe God? Do we know what it is to speak well of others while they're having their day in the sun, while their words come into pass, while everything seems to be working for them and not for you, and we're able to be thankful for them and rejoice for them and be confident in ourselves while they're having their their great season of favour with God? Do we know how to do that? Because God's testing my heart. He's testing your heart. He wants to know if the Word comes to pass and He blesses you so much that you won't get caught up with the blessing that you'll always be be obsessed with the blesser, not the blessing. That you'll love Him no matter what. And the way that you prove that is whether you can worship Him where everything's gone to custard, where everything's gone to pot. If you can still lift your hands and worship and honour and praise Him and give Him glory, even though He slay me, Job said, yet will I praise him when his family had gone to, when everything went out the window, yet will I praise him. He's looking for worshipers. He's looking for praises. He's looking for ones who know out of their heart, who like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, about to go into the fiery furnace. And they they say this, our God can deliver us. But even if He doesn't deliver us, we will not bow down nor worship Him. But can I just tell you, He is gonna deliver us. That's what He's looking for. God, you can can heal me because you're a healer. But even if you never heal me, I will worship and praise you and declare you're a healer. But yet you will heal me. Even if I never break through, even if I don't have that turnaround, even if those doors don't open, I will bless you and worship you because you're worthy of praise and honour. You're the highest one in my life. That's what God's looking for. He's testing your heart. He's testing our heart. So the devil's attacking because he knows he wants to rob it, but the Lord's testing. Then the other component of this is this delay is not denial because sometimes we're waiting for an alignment of heavenly timing. God's like the master. Who's a chess person here? Who plays chess? Come on. Okay. We've got some strategists in the house. God's the ultimate multi-chess player. If I move this here, he's like, you know, I don't know. How many, how many plays ahead a really good ch- chess person? How many, how many moves have you got it worked out? Someone. Just make it up. And help me out. Six. Thank you. I'll take six. Do I have any advance on six? I've got six. I've got six. I'll take seven. Okay. Sorry. God, you, you, you know, God is way, 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 way ahead. And He is divinely positioning this person in answer to your prayer and that person. You're praying for someone to get saved and it might be a family member who's not even on the coast and you're believing God's gonna turn them back to Him and you're believing for a miracle and God's got this person who's gonna put right beside their desk at their work or He's got this person who's gonna move into their neighbourhood but before He does that, He's doing this over here and before He does that, He's doing this over here and He's working it all together and there's a divine divine alignment and a Kairos moment in God. And and this is the thing, he's promised you. If he's promised you and you stay in faith, his word will not return to him void. That's just his nature, he's a promise keeper. So divine alignment is happening, he's working it together. And there's a moment, I love the story of of Hannah. Hannah, Hannah's an awesome story. And Hannah is, is crying out to God for a baby. Amazing the amount of times barrenness uh, in the Bible is a significant issue when God's got something significant to happen for His people. There's always seems to be contention uh, around the issue of barrenness. And Hannah's praying for a kid and goes to the temple, prays for a kid, doesn't happen. Goes to the temple, prays for a kid, doesn't happen. Goes to the temple, prays for a kid, doesn't happen. Eventually, she prays this prayer. She says, God if you give me a kid, I'll give him to you to be a priest in the, in the temple. I'll just give him to you. Her husband It's, it's kind of funny because her husband says to her, why so sad? You've got me. I love that. Oh, that's just start. So, that's such a typical bloke thing. Why, why are you so sad, honey, about no kids? You've got me. Come on, you're so blessed. <laughs> you should read that story. It's quite funny. Typical bloke. She's like, but here's the thing, that's she wants a kid. That's divine timing over there. Samuel's, no, Eli's sons who are priests are ratbags. And so he, he can't have them be priests anymore because they've failed the character test. So God wants a new prophet for the nation of Israel. So God's got this timing this thing he's working and she wants a baby what she doesn't realize is there's a kairos collision about to happen where God wants this and she wants this and he's been holding it off for the right moment and the right timing and here's one of the big parts of understanding delay is not denial it's this that God's timing is perfect his kairos now he always seems to be late But apparently that's perfect. Apparently it's just in time. Now here's the thing for you and I, here's the thing we have to hold on to. Even though he seems like he's late, even though he seems like he's delayed, even like it seems he's gone on holidays, even like he seems he's not really listening to your prayer or your cry, he's testing you. He's waiting for divine alignment. And your main challenge is to stay in faith. Bible says in Galatians, I think I gave you that scripture hopefully, Galatians chapter three, I think it's three, Galatians chapter six, there we go, let us not grow weary while we're doing good. This is talking about giving and sowing, but it it works with praying and worshipping and seeking God and honouring Him. Let's not grow weary while we're doing good, for in due season we will reap, what? If we do not lose heart. If we do not lose heart. In in due season, it will happen automatically even if we chuck a nana, spit the dummy, walk off. No, if we don't lose heart. That's why God wants to work in our hearts tonight. Before we pray for any miracles, before we believe for any, any breakthroughs, I believe God wants to work in our heart. Would you stand with me right now? Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna... We're going to go back to that song. Of course, we are. The Spirit Come Moving song. That one. The Maverick City one. But I I want you, I I want you to be honest right now with yourself and with God. I don't care if you're on staff or one of our pastors. I don't care what you do in the church, if it's your first day with us. But if you're honest, you're like, some weariness has set into my heart around the promises that God's given me. Some disappointment has has got on me. Some heaviness has got on me. And I want to come tonight and I want to do business with God. I, I want to come and I want to leave it at the altar. I want to come and just reaffirm tonight that God, I'll worship You no matter what. I'm shaking, off. I'm, I'm putting on the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Because here's the thing, disappointment and discouragement can start as an emotion, but it can end up attach, uh, attracting a demonic spirit. And suddenly there's a spirit of heaviness on us. Uh, suddenly there's a spirit of disappointment on us. And it's like, it clothes us. It gets on us. It's like mold. uh, It's just hard to get rid of it. But you can get rid of it tonight. Come and do business with God. So in a moment when we sing this, I just want you, if that's you, you know it's you. You know, disappointment. It's just it might not be in every area, but in one area, there's something. It might be a family area, might be a healing area, might be a ministry area, might be a financial area. But something's got got a hold of you. Disappointing, and I don't want you to stay in it. I don't want you to live in it. I want you to express it to God. This is what David did. Bible said after his wife got stolen from him, his kids, he wept until he could weep no more. Until he could weep no more. But then. He got up and sought the Lord. Not just a matter of weeping till we can weep no more and then sitting in our tears. Then we got to get up. Then we got to seek God. So if this is you, would you just come right down right now. Team, begin to lead us in worship right now. Come on, come down. Come down. Come down.